Hey, and welcome to another exciting free edition of the Submission Squad podcast, Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. I'm, of course, Evan Jalistko, and joined, as always, by Pierre Abernathy or Matt Jackson. How was that? Do you like that fuckface? That do anything yeah, for you? Yeah, that was one of your better intros right there. I can do the shit when I want to do the shit. I'll tell you, like, we get a little... We mean, remember, like, back after, uh, what show? Maybe, maybe it was Hall of the Wild. Yeah. We had, like, four of these in the can, and now here we are having to record late at night on, uh... Something like we've forgotten to record the podcast. Well, it's not that we've forgotten. It's that so much shit has come up, which you'll find out about after the show, uh, July 19th. Like, we've got a lot coming up and we're planning a lot. So, uh, excuse us for this one podcast if it feels a little disjointed in what we're going to talk about. But right. um, we'll, bring, we'll bring this up at the end, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back here next week. Uh, you know, usually it's every other week but we have that uh we have a huge announcement uh that will take place next week so you'll get a you'll get an extra podcast yep um and also you guys did something really cool today uh you filmed for who well uh show me st louis it's uh the show on channel five so it's like it's it's channel five news uh they came out today filmed a piece on Circuits Maximus. Where'd they come out to? Where did they go? Spalding Hall. (sighs) They filmed in the Mecca of Midwest Wrestling. Oh my God, that's a good name. The Mecca of Midwest. All right, we're keeping that (laughs) trademarked. Boom. We're going to trademark Mecca of the Midwest right next to Lucifer. (laughs) Yeah, so this will come out Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the... uh, the piece on Circus Maximus should air Thursday, I believe, uh, 10 o'clock is when the Show Me St. Louis comes on. 10 a.m. Um, or p.m.? P.m. Okay. Or if you're listening to this Thursday before 10 p.m., there you go. Right. And we'll be we'll be heavily promoted on our social media, and uh, will we? I believe it'll, it'll also go on their website. So. Oh, I can't wait to see how they make a mockery of us. No, you know what? That was one thing that was... Uh, it was cool, like, uh, she, uh, the reporter didn't at all seem like she was there to, you know, make a mockery of anything. Like, she kind of, you know, she had, she kind of had her idea for what she's seen it being, but she was cool with us, like, changing anything or weighing in on it. And she's kind of athletic, as you'll see in the piece. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, okay. it was pretty cool. Well, anything... It's just neat for us to finally... I mean, this is we've been running shows for a very long time, and this is the uh, first local news coverage we've ever gotten, so that's pretty cool. Well, let's hope Hulk Hogan doesn't see it and shit on us, too. Uh, all right, well, so as not to spoil anything, was there anything that she wanted to do that you were absolutely adamant against? No, okay. not, not at all. She come in pretty open. Yeah, no, it was fine. I like she kind of had the same ideas for it that I did, and that was you know great. Like, you know, she there wasn't wasn't anything like crazy or you know anything like that. It, it went off really well. Okay, good. Well, cool. I look forward to seeing it online because I'm in California. So. And I literally will not get in until the day of Circus Maximus. And my first flight is at 5 a.m. So, we That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fucking exciting. So, all right, so what are we going to talk about first? Uh, I guess we're going to talk about just kind of the year in review, I guess. Sure. I mean, Circus Maximus is the one-year uh, anniversary of us being back. So, how's it, uh, how's it gone? Uh, well, I mean, I, okay, I, cool, I thanks. tweeted it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, I tweeted about this. I mean, I, for me, I, I, I mean, not. I, I feel like we've always tried to run this promotion as a business, mm-hmm. but like now more than ever, yeah, I, I have to because again, this is banging the drum. Please, we can't, afford, <laughs> we can't afford to lose money. We have to be a break-even 
profitable business or we will not survive. Um, Especially after where, paying Channel 5 $5,000 to cover us. <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine? No. Um, where before, you know, the losses weren't as dire. Um, not that we ever sat out to lose money, but it wasn't always a, uh, well, if this goes bad, we're done type situation. I always felt you booked some of those old cards when I was the only money backer to put me out of business. Yeah. Ooh, the Young Bucks, Gargano. Fucking, fuck you. I want Patriot living on the streets. (laughs) I want him dead with a needle in his arm crying. Oh, my God. (laughs) But where now, I mean, with me being the financial backer, I mean, I I can't do it. So, well, in in this first year... I mean, we have been a profitable business uh, through stuff I've changed or through stuff I've learned in NWL on top of the fact that the, the business itself is even in a better place than it was back in 2015-16. Yeah. Those are all factors that have helped us, but you know, I'm really happy with that. The fact that we're profitable and we, we have seen... You know, and then this year we started the podcast, and that's become a part of our business. And the Patreon, stuff. yeah, Patreon stuff like that. The uh, deal but, with IndependentWrestling.tv. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to that. I would say that I don't know. I don't know. If stress levels the right words. I don't really stress out about stuff, but I will say that. There's more stress now than there was when all I had to do was write TV, travel to the TV show or to the house shows, and then just wait for that beautiful direct deposit every two weeks. <laughs> it's a little bit more uh, stressful now to where, you know, it's just every day new stuff is happening, and I'm not going to spoil any announcements, but just preparing for what we're about to do. And Oh yeah, it's a, it's so a little bit, a little bit different yeah. when your money's on the line there, Battle Cat. <laughs> it's a lot more work, but you know, we I've seen members of our team have grown. Like mm-hmm. everybody does a fantastic job, from Sarah to Gary to you know you, but Tommy really I think deserves like special notice. Like he's really grown into his role. And, oh, I would agree. Yeah. He took a, like takes a lot of uh, a lot of stress off, or just a lot of stuff off my plate that I don't have to fuck with. Like I know that he will take care of it. Like little detail type things, where before I'd have to remember, you know, a lot of stuff. Where now I can kind of put that on him. He does a really good job. So you know, okay. going into next year, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing and I think that I think we'll be I think we'll do fine uh, you know as far as like attendance goes every show every show's attendance went well I mean, we had the blizzard show which you know that was a that was a problem but yeah <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> but we survived uh, yeah we survived that uh, I mean I, I think that us running March April May was good because it kind of showed what we could do there running consecutive months and have high level cards and yeah good attendance so I'll be honest I think Ladies Night was probably one of my favorite shows just because of like how cool it was to, to do it and like I don't know man like just seeing people come out to support it like as a first time thing for this area like it was it, to me it was really emotional because of it was something we weren't comfortable doing. Like we can put, you can put on, you can put on good wrestling, and you can book people you know. And like this was something totally new. We worked with a lot of people we've never worked with before, and it was just a really good showcase of one women's wrestling, two intergender wrestling, and three the fan support for like you know something new, something that they could have just said. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not anarchy. No thanks. You know, they could have just said well, that. Yeah, you, but, well, you just never know. I mean, 
not all wrestling is going to draw in every market. Yeah. So with, with St. Louis, we've never done an all-female show. That's how that was promoted for the whole time up until Hudson Envy got injured. Yeah. 24, 48 hours before the event. <laughs> so <laughs> this was an all-female event. And, you know, we didn't know, or I didn't know, like, was St. Louis area going to support an event like this? You just, you just never know. And luckily, you know, the fans showed up for it. You know, uh, we'll talk more about, like, the Endergender show and maybe a ladies' night, too. You know, that's the all stuff that'll probably be covered in the big podcast for next week. But I was really happy with ladies' night. Uh, mm-hmm. I... I like. I mean, I wasn't happy of Alley Cat breaking our beer pong table. <laughs> I can't really think of anything that was disappointing this year. I mean, obviously, I was disappointed in myself for fucking up that uh, Kimberly flight. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. But it was like, real bad. I, I thought all the shows delivered. Um, I mean, the Blizzard show that was a rough go. Um, that's a tough decision. I had to make the keep with going with that. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh, I don't think I've ever told this story here. I think I've told you. Um, So I was the the ride for Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston. And we get back to my house. We sleep for like three hours. And then I've got to go get um, someone to take us to the airport. Because I'm flying back the same time as them. And... uh, so we sleep at my place for a couple hours. We wake up. We The car is snowed in again. So we probably spend 45 minutes, me, uh, Eddie Kingston, and Orange Cassidy, digging my car out of the snow and getting it to where we can meet the person we're going to meet. And I won't say their name so they don't get, like, heat or anything. Uh, but then that person had fallen fucking asleep. So, like... Me and Eddie Kingston are banging on this person's door, being like, wake up. We gotta go to the fucking airport. And uh, it was a uh, less than ideal scenario. To to their credit, uh, Orange Cassidy knows exactly how to dig something out of a out of a out of the snow. And Kingston and I were just like along for the ride. Like Orange was like, this, this, and this. And we're like, Yes, sir, got it. And uh, Kingston and I dug and then he drove and then after about forty five minutes of Fighting this fucking snow and ice, we uh, got some tracks on my lawn, and then we uh, we were able to escape my uh, subdivision. Yeah, I, I just remember parts about that day that I got they're funny now <laughs> that we're several months removed, but I like I said I knew going into this day I'm like this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. And all day, Gary kept going, no, I think we're going to do fine. I think we're going to draw 100 people a night. I was like, dude, there's <laughs> no way. I go, we're not going to. Like, this is going to be a fucking, fucking nightmare. I, I, I legitimately thought we'd draw 10 people. And I was like, hey, we'll, just be, we'll pretty much just be doing the show for the fucking live stream. Yeah, which isn't um, a terrible thing if we know in advance that that's what we're doing. <laughs> but, uh... You know, we ended up with 42, but as the snow... And God bless you people. Work, God bless you people for coming out in that weather. Yeah, so like, you know, then it hits like 1 o'clock, you know, 1230 or 1, nothing started happening yet. So you then he's like, all right, shooting up the deal go on, I think we'll be fine. Around 2.30, that shit's starting to come down and, you know, looking pretty bad out there. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I know it's going to get hit. It's just, I, it was horrible. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Thanks for the heads up. Oh, looking real shit out there. Thanks, Gary. Fucking. <laughs> without, what would we do without you and our eyes? It, it was horrible. I remember I had Logan. We were, I was babysitting that day. So we had him. It took us like two hours to get home from Alton once the show was over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh,. Yeah, he played Switch all day. I'm told. I wasn't there. And he uh, would spin the wheel, and there were so few people in the building 
on the fucking stream, you can just hear the wheel like spinning. But you know, I would still the Blizzard show was a low point of the year. But if that was the lowest point of the year, that's a that's a pretty good first year back. Um, yeah, seems like the fans have enjoyed it. Um, Hopefully, they I have. I think that got some really neat stuff lined up some neat stuff planned going into next year yeah that... a lot of really good matches new talent that's kind of come in this year and found a place so yeah i mean that's how far the you know we're planning and thinking ahead because of you guys because you've allowed us to do that with your support is we're not just going like oh can we make it to september we're already september next year daddy o's Thanks to you. Yeah, no, I mean, a realistic look at it is where before, you know, I feel like we, we we keep our fan base thoroughly informed of where we are as a business, maybe more so than any other promotion in the country. And maybe more so than they care, too. Maybe they <laughs> shut up and run, who cares? All right. Well, I mean, I, I feel that our, our fans have earned the right to know certain most most things i mean i can sit here and spoil shows or you know talk about every dime of our of our business but i I would say when we started this when i came back it was legitimately a show by show deal where it would be like okay we'll do circus maximus as to return okay that went really well that's going to allow us to do september where now we're a little more financially secure because of the success of the business this year where I can say comfortably, you know, we'll be running, you know, in a, on the 19th, we'll be running September, we'll be running November and, you know, we'll be running next year to start January. Now, if we take a, what I like to call take a bath in September and November, then we'll we be back to running a show by show type operation. But, Right now, if things keep going how they seem to be going, you know, we're, we'll, we'll be good. Like I, I've said from the beginning, I'll do this until the fans tell me that they don't really give a shit for me to do it anymore. Yeah. So if things keep going how they are right now, I mean, there'd be no end in sight for this. Like we will we'll keep doing it, creating new characters and stars and bringing in new talent and things like that. And saying goodbye to talent that's moved past us. How you doing, ACH? Yeah, you like that? Uh, um, yeah, he doesn't listen to this. It's we're fine. <laughs> I think I overuse that joke sometimes, but I also think it's slightly true. <laughs> oh fuck! So yeah, so you know, year in review, not too shabby. Uh, could have been better, but definitely could have been way worse. You know, I would love for every one of our draws to be like that, like, you know, Anarchy versus Everybody draw. That but, you know, so you're not going to get that every single time. And I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy with what our draws have been, except, you know, the Blizzard show. Blizzard show sucked. I remember September for the re-up was down a little bit. But everything else has been really solid. Yeah. And September was solid. I, I just remember that one. Yeah. Well, uh, so what is, uh, what's been some of your favorite matches that you've seen this year? Let's say top three to five. Oof. I'll see. see and you can only put Gary in like two of them. This is no particular order, I guess. Uh-huh. I'd say Parnell, or not Parnell, uh, Wyatt Gresham. Um, Gary, Nick Gage, because of the atmosphere in that one. Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like running back all the shows and trying to think of matches. Yeah, yeah, take your time, man. We got it's, we, we got all day. We we can we can we can just. There's gonna be a lot of fucking dead time on the podcast as I just think about. Yeah. 
No, no, I'm gonna. What's gonna happen is like, so you're thinking, I'm like, well, weekend, 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 weekend. I'm, I'll stutter until you think of one. People like stuttering, you know, times. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> trying to, well, what are yours? What are some of yours without taking back off of that? Okay, well, mine are, mine are probably not quite work rate matches. Like, I like that we could do besties and carnies. Like, I thought that was a really oh, cool uh, thing. Yeah, like, things good. like that. Like, and while that wasn't really good from bell to bell because the carnies are terrible, um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Again, they won't listen to this. Uh, no, like, honestly, like, things like that are cool to me. Like, I'm excited. It's because of that that I'm super excited for the workhorsemen and the besties. Like, um, yeah. you know, you say Gary and Gage. I say Gary and Shire for the for the, for the atmosphere. For what wasn't planned to have an atmosphere turning into an amazing atmosphere. Right. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a one, but Kimberly versus Alley Cat. I really like that match. Like, depending on how the day started with how that match ended it up, like, I was blown away by, you know, Kimberly and what she wanted to do and what she was willing to do and Alley Cat with the crazy shit she was pitching. Um... Let's see. That's three. Yeah, that's with another, like, a lot of them, for me, come from Hog Wild. Yeah. Because, like, the atmosphere during uh, Christian Rose and Connor was really good because, you know, you had the bears involved. It's a little silly, but people were going nuts for, like, bear running out in a rough shirt, which I get it. My God, heaven forbid you're a little bit silly. But the crowd fucking reacted. Yeah. Um, well, to that, I would say... Williams, yeah, Big Beef and uh, Craig Mitchell. And Mitchell, yep. yep. I'd probably put that one in my top five, honestly. Mitchell yeah. and Big Beef and Williams and Parnell, maybe, too. Like, it's crazy how solid some of the stuff you forget over periods of time that, like, you know, we're so far removed from some of these shows, like Dirt and Gary had a really good match at Rio. Oh, yeah. Parnell and, Parnell and Wyatt from Re-Up was really good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so much, like, Shark Bank Connor from the uh, from the Return of Circus Maximus was good. Yeah. Like, like there's so much stuff that you kind of just forget about because you're so far removed. Well, yeah, I would say Fitchett and uh, David Arquette, probably one of the cool... Oh, no. Well, that whole debacle that happened during the year, that was crazy. Yeah, that honestly was. But Fitchett Kingston on that joint show had a hell of a match. That's <laughs> that true. a really good match. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would definitely say that. Um, I mean, I remember, like... I don't know, man. For me, sometimes I don't... Like, stuff that's, like, really, really good that fans talk about is stuff I'll remember. But, like, I more take to, like, you know, like, Wyatt had many, like, multiple great matches for the promotion this year. Gary had three, like, big moments with the one with Gage, the one with Kylie Ray, the one with Shire. Those were all in a row. But, you know, you remember those moments. Aaron Williams... His, like he made a pretty good, big impact. Larry D made a big impact. Minute mm-hmm. I think I already said. Yeah, you did. Uh, Literally right before Larry D. Good job. And, uh, and then you have like Connor and Shark Bait, mm-hmm. you know, Regal Twins, and all these different people that weren't here. Like you know, Connor was here, but Regal and Shark Bait and all those other guys weren't here during the first run. And yeah, and. To me, it's kind of cool to see someone like Thor. I don't remember what he calls himself, Devin. Devin, show yeah. up for a, an event because I I really thought Thor was amazing. Like I thought he was real fucking good, and I was sad when he he doesn't come back too often. Well, and I mean that's a big thing too. We ran a fucking <laughs> we the anarchy ran outside of St. Louis. Kind of forget about that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know that was a fun show, which held parlay and the journey pro and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah, it was a good year for all that. And it was a good year for matches too. I mean, outside of the, uh, business stuff of it all, I I think what our biggest 
win for as a promotion this year is just finding the new finding new talent. Because I mean, we look up and down the card like Wyatt, Gary, Vega, Fitchett, and like fucking Parnell, Durden, Shire, Mitchell, Larry D, Aaron Williams, and that's pretty fucking deep roster right there and then, and then there's the Stark Bay Connor Regals Diamond Dogs yeah I was about to say that's, that doesn't even continue the fucking tag teams we have <laughs> like hooligans when we can get them IOU when we can get them I mean, we have a very deep bench and mm-hmm. very deep roster and I think that's where the the biggest win is this year because we have all these different people to go to which makes the shows unique which, not to spoil anything for the big podcast next week, we're going to need that stuff. So Well, and we have old friends we can rely on, too. Like, Cannon and Corbin coming back. Uh, you know, a phone call we won't we won't talk about. Did we talk about um, the uh, the text you got randomly for, for this show? No, no. As for next show, we can't kind of talk about it because it could still happen. That's, that, that's why I'm double-checking. Um, and, and things like that. And like, you know, that's, what's really cool is we've got a lot of new friends and a lot of old friends. Cause that, cause right. that's what it is. It's a friendship, man. Only, only our friends get booked. Jesus, I don't have that many friends. That, you know, I'm looking at one of our cards and like, I'm thinking like, no, no, no. Yeah. He likes Rose. No, no, no. Yeah, he likes the Regals because they talk now basketball. People are like, oh, great. He <laughs> hates his own roster. That's not true. <laughs> it's true. Don't let him lie to you. He hates everyone. I just don't talk to everybody outside the show. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't share a cup of coffee with him? I don't drink coffee. Oh, well, there you go. Fair enough. There's your answer. Um, no, I think out of the two of us, I'm the more everyone's my friend mentality. Even so though they burn you, and then you realize the harsh pro wrestling business you're in, and then you get sad. That's true. And then I lose every my time, smile. Every time I have to come to you, guys, so and so is talking shit. So I found this out. Oh, I thought he was cool. I like him. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you talked a whole bunch of shit about us. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get sad. And I, I always get sad, and then I eventually forgive him, and I'm like. Well, whatever, man. Who cares? And then, you know, I see him PWCS. <laughs> I just uh, is, it time, is it time for a break yet? Uh, we're at 27 minutes. We can go an extra two. Let's hit that 30-minute mark. Okay, so what has been your absolute... I, I, uh, I, can you agree? Do you, do you agree that I think Hog Wild is probably the best show we put on so far? That's what the fans say. So yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch them all. Like, I, and we will if you're a Patreon subscriber. Don't worry, we're going back but, to watch all of them. Yeah, Hogwild was solid. If I had to pick one match from the year, I, I, I think I'd pick Gary Gage because of the atmosphere and just all the work it took to get Nick Gage. So watching that pay off and trying to get that for. Fuck a while. We were. I was trying to get Nick Gage in NWL. So like to put the work into that, finally get it confirmed. You know, we had to deal with a flight split from a place in Michigan that I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. And those those can always get dicey. Yeah, but then that all went well. Yeah. And to actually go through this whole process that if we get the match in the ring that moment's going to be something else. And it was even bigger than what we anticipated. And then for how much that Nick liked the promotion, which may get this return date for September a lot easier because he, he loved it. Oh, we and haven't seeing, announced that yet. Welcome to a podcast. <laughs> and like seeing him react to the atmosphere of Spalding Hall was all big. And that happened we had white tube for the first time. Almost lost a building. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think so. my match would be Gresham and Wyatt. Honestly, like that would be my second one. I mean, it's right there. Cause yeah, it's a different style of match. 
but for all the same reasons I said the first one, because I was trying, we were trying to get Gresham and NWL for this match, and I knew that you get these two guys in the ring together, they're going to kill it. Yeah. And I guess my third would be Raul. Yeah. I love that bear. He came out of nowhere and, and won our hearts. <laughs> so, fair enough. All right, we're at the 30-minute mark. You bullshitted enough. Let's take a quick break. Hey, and welcome back to the second round of the Food for Thought, because I accidentally deleted the first one. And now we're going to talk about something completely different, because we're very mad, so we need something to cool us down. And so we're going to tell the time that uh, me, Matt, and Gary won uh, Full Impact Pro, or FIP in Florida, as you would know them, first ever trios tournament. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very exciting. Uh, and... I honestly had a really good time doing this. It was a one-day tournament. Uh, it was real fucking uh, stressful, but in a good way. Like, there was a lot of good stress because, you know, it was all wrestling. Um, and there was a lot of re- actually really good teams. Uh, the first team we end up facing is the uh, the Savages, which is Teddy Stigma, Johnny Vandal, and uh, Eddie Graves. And we actually kind of had a semi-feud with them leading up to this, yeah, I would we, say. we had worked them a few times. Yeah. Uh, and their valet is, of course, Trina Michaels. Um, yes, from porn. So, there you go. Uh, we've worked with porn stars. Not just in our previous adult film careers, but afterwards, too. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we had worked with them a few times. Uh, they were fun. Yeah, they were good guys. I, I liked working with them. They were always open to our ideas, had their own ideas. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, no, it was good. I, uh, you know, for, like, <laughs> I just remember, so I, I, we're going to have to talk. What the heck was that? Uh, my other computer. Oh, <laughs> are we under attack? Um, so for me, it's difficult for me to talk about this tournament without talking about like the circumstances around it for me personally, I guess. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. We've never really touched on this. It's not something that I, you know, feel the need to talk about a lot, but throughout this podcast, it's littered with times where I'll say shit like, Oh, that was a pretty dark time. Or I've even done it with, like the anarchy shows probably for the last year maybe year and a half that we had before nwl yeah where i had said like yeah i mean the fans all ran and rave how great it was but for me it just wasn't my best work i went through a whole thing where i had hurt my foot catching gary on a dive back in texas years ago Actually, we cover it in the archives. Chat me up about that ACW show, Battle Cat. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, it was me and Nick Tyson against Gary and Dingo. I caught Gary on a slip dive. When I did, I actually heard my foot like crunch like a piece of paper. Ooh. So that was bad. And through that, I never went to the doctor or anything. So I didn't have insurance, <laughs> so. You know, I just took fucking pain pills for a long time, which I ended up fucking developing a massive addiction to opiate painkillers. And, I mean, I was addicted to painkillers the whole first run of Anarchy, except for maybe the first year. But I think I was even during the first year. (laughs) I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, but so for me, there would be times here and during this trios tournament, we are in the, uh, what I would call potatoes of this, like it's bad. And when I wouldn't have my pills, I would go into a fucking horrible withdrawal, just like anybody who's addicted to opiates. And that's what this weekend was for me. Uh, (laughs) I was in terrible withdrawal. I remember 16 hours one way down, I didn't sleep. Yep. Uh, 
remember that. Three t- <laughs> we wrestled three times, and then, wait, we'll go into detail on the match, but then 16 hours home, which I didn't sleep. And, you know, if you're someone out there who's ever been through an opiate withdrawal, you know how terrible that is. And then to have to go out there and perform. Three times? During any of this. I mean, it was fucking terrible for me. Well, yeah, and that's why I think it's important you tell this story so other people can kind of, if anybody is going through something similar to this, like hearing a similar experience might give them hope to try and kick it. Yeah, no, and it's not a, definitely not something that, like, I'm trying to sit here and go, yep, it was great. I had to go through withdrawal and look how tough I was. Like, it was fucking terrible. And I I don't know if I've ever told this part of the story before or not, but for me, when you hear me say things like, you know, Anarchy was going to go out of business probably regardless of NWL, which is true. Part of that because you were moving. And part of it was because at that time, when anarchy ends, I am in rehab. And I've been in rehab for quite a bit of time. And I did an outpatient rehab, which was the equivalent of, for me, of a Monday through Friday job. I went up there from, I had to go up there five days a week from 8 a.m. to fucking 4 p.m. for quite a period of time. I checked myself in there. And for me... It was an eye-opening experience. Um, the rehab I was in was like a was mostly for people fresh out of prison or people who were sent there in lieu of prison. So I met a lot of people in there, and I became somebody in the facility that people would talk to. And I worked real closely with the counselor, the therapist there. And found out that, like, (laughs) these leadership qualities that I possess that I'm using in pro wrestling could really be beneficial. And that was my plan, was to transition into that line of work as a drug counselor. But I ended up doing NWL. And now it might be something that I revisit down the road, but there's certain things I have to get now because I'm like not a member of the rehab anymore. So certain steps I got to take. But my point is that, yeah, I mean, for me, it was terrible. And if anyone out here out there is listening to this that has dealt with the same things, you just have to make that initial step to try to get out of there. Because I used to think for a long time, you know, that I, I'll never not be able to do this because the withdrawals are so bad that you don't you don't believe that you'd ever be able to live without that because you're you feel so horrible during this stretch of time. But there's medication out there that can help you. If I I, mean, I was addicted to pills, and when I say addicted to pills, I mean I was taking upwards of 300 oxycodone and 150 methadone a month. I mean, I had a serious addiction. It wasn't, you know, any addiction can be serious, but I mean, I was, I was playing with fire on a daily basis and I was able to come out the other end of that and you can too. But, you know, it was just a rough time because, you know, different people knew different things. Like, you guys, like you, Gary, Vega, Fidget, kind of all knew the circumstances. And everybody had, like, a different, like, viewpoint. Like, I remember once I got into rehab and kind of started talking to the other guys, I mean, me and you communicated about it fairly often. Yeah. Because I'd have to tell you, hey, man, I'm sick this weekend. You're going to have to do the majority of the work. I can't yeah. do it. Just like, if, I, just like if I wasn't sick. And I'd say, okay. <laughs> But, like, Vega legitimately thought that any weekend I was going to die. Because <laughs> he would see me, you know, we would do the shows, I'd get pilled up, and off we go. Or we'd be on our way to the show, I'd get pilled up, and there we go. And I remember talking to him afterwards, he's like, man, like, I, I thought you were going to die. And 
Gary knew because I became very much withdrawn. Like me and Gary would go from hanging out multiple times a week at some point to it, I'd go without seeing him. I wouldn't see him except for at Anarchy shows. Yeah. <laughs> and that'd really be it. Because anytime people were doing something, I'd be, you know, too sick to do it or whatever. But, um, you know, it was, it was a rough time. But I mostly communicated with you about stuff during that time. Yes. But, yeah, I guess I just wanted to cover that. We've never really talked about it. So, and it's not something I'm going to sit here and every time we mention, like, a dark time in my life, I'm not going to go, yeah, and tell this whole story. So, it's out there now. And, I mean, I, I have mentioned it here and there, mm-hmm. but I've never really dove into it. You know, that's about as much as I need to. It was, it was a terrible point in my life that... It could have been a lot worse, even. But, yeah. Uh, we were in the midst of it for me during this trios tournament because I just—it's funny because I can go back and watch certain things, like when we did Takara and had that great match at the Gentlemen's Club. I was a full-blown withdrawal that weekend. Yep. <laughs> when we did National Pro Wrestling Day and got beat up, I was a full-blown. I could—the withdrawals are so bad. I can look at certain, I, I can't look at a match and go, yeah, I was pilled up for this or after this. But those withdrawals, I can remember, I can look at a match and go, yep, I was sick as fuck during this. And this trios tournament was definitely one. Yeah. Um, so if you went back and you listened in the archives to uh, our podcast, A Gaggle of Assholes, which is basically the Carload podcast, and you're like, yeah. and you listen to the story of when we got pulled over. And why I was so fervent as to why the officer would need uh, need proof and uh, to go through Matt's stuff. There's a little reason why. Um, right. Cause... Not because I was trying to be an asshole or get everybody else in trouble, but because I knew when maybe right. they and didn't. It, and two, because it wasn't... I didn't just bring a pill on the road. Correct. I sometimes have 30, 40 of those on me, and... They bust them out over state lines. We'd be doing dollar menu big carters with Gary because I'd be in Oklahoma State Prison probably still. Probably. But, but you're not. And here we are, and we're going to talk about the Trios <laughs> tournament uh, that we won. Uh, at this time, we're really good friends with Trevin, but once he gets too far up his own ass, he fires us from FIP <laughs> and uh, sends you, me, and Gary handwritten notes telling us to go uh, fuck yeah. ourselves and that he would never have us back because we weren't no, in each I'll say this about Trevin. He tried really hard to get us, though, uh, before I left to do NWL. I, yeah, he did. Tre- I still consider Trevin a friend. Like, he's busy now doing a lot of shit, and I'm always excited. Like, he was just on the Evolve uh, big uh, WWE merge thing, and I was super happy well, for he, him. I'm super excited for him. Uh, well, I'm happy for him, but he needs to... Uh, Use whatever stroke he has and get like Gary and Parnell and the besties uh, and Wyatt all in Evolve. Oh, <laughs> They're thanks. all good enough to be there. Let's uh, let's get him in there, Trevin. Well, I, I I don't know how much power he still has anymore because when he was booking uh, the three of us, our car load was actually a, a fairly good part of Full Impact Pro. Um, and then uh, once the second trios tournament happens, I, I believe he loses all his power, and we stop showing up, uh, and that's all right. We, we were definitely there because he liked us. Um, I had always heard, which I and Trevin wouldn't really have any reason to lie, but Trevin used to tell me that Sal liked us, and apparently you don't like very many people, but yeah, you didn't obviously like us that much, but we kind of disappear after <laughs> this little bit. Well, you cancel on the next fucking trios tournament. That yeah, that's true. And, and, and why that happened? Withdraw. I yeah. was too sick. I, I, I didn't want to suffer through this again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to where we were. Uh, enough teasing, Trevin. It's fine. As always, the joke I'm going to burn into the ground. He doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. Um, I remember having a lot of really fun matches with the Savages in tags. And then Gary would wrestle Vandal. Because the, t- the, the Savages, the tag was uh, Graves and Stigma. 
And I think I even wrestle stigma later on when Gary and I do Ronin Pro in a trio, and not a trio, a triple threat match. I like working Teddy Stigma. He's fun. He's fucking. He has a great sense of humor, and he's just good in the ring. So I thought that I I remember this match. I remember having a good time. I remember having fun, and I remember kissing Trina when she was gonna try and cheat. We did something with Trina, and it was fun. I remember her. She and missed she her cue. Always up. Yeah. To do stuff and like. And sometimes you have to be a little careful. Her memory wasn't fantastic, but yeah, uh, she she was up to do stuff. Yeah, and I remember she, she missed a cool. foot trip spot, and then like we covered it easily, and then got got her something else later. She was cool, Vandal. I remember Vandal always was a really solid worker. Both those guys were Stigma and Graves. And I think I don't remember like specific details of this match, but I think I remember this being. I think we had at least three with them, with this being the best one. Yeah. Um, fun side story, we almost worked another team on here that's team basically Nexus. It's Mason Ryan, Michael Tarver, and the guy that goes on to be, I think, Eli Drake, if I'm not mistaken who he was. Uh, we almost wrestled them the first round because I was They're talking... on to... the show, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I think, end up wrestling uh, Blake Balakis, Jesus De Leon... And uh, Alex, American Viking. You got to have these results in front of you. I actually do. That's why I know I'm that. Saying, there's no way you remember that. Because I remember our matches, but I don't remember like everybody else who's on here. I don't remember our second round opponents. I remember the final. Oh, see, I remember our second round opponents because of the spot I do. It's uh, and because I got to meet this guy's dad, Jody Christofferson, who you might know's dad is Chris Christofferson. Fucking legendary film actor. Um, I got to do a fun spot with Maxwell Chicago, who was basically like a lounge singer. Oh, yeah. And I got to pretend like I was like a huge fan of his, and like I knew all his work and everything. And he kept using it like my fanboy to like get quick pins on me, but it wouldn't work. Uh, And then Rhett Giddens, who I don't quite remember. I think he paired off with Gary, if I want to say anything. Uh, I remember there was some comedy in this. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to old Maxwell Chicago. Oh, he died. I don't want to say anything out of turn, but I seem to remember him getting some heat somewhere for something, but I can't remember. And I might be wrong, but... uh... Uh, I I honestly don't remember. I I thought he went, like, MMA or something. Like, he became, like, a a mixed martial artist. MMA? I don't know about that. So, there you go. Uh, I think he still wrestles, uh, but I could be totally wrong. Who knows? Uh, Chris Christopherson uh, was a pleasure to meet. Uh, his son was a good worker, too. So, that was doubly easy. Like, make his son look good and then get to meet the man from Blade Trilo- from the Br- Blade Trilogy. Good stuff. So, the finals here are in our, in the fun story. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. let's say, Dorado... Who else? Uh, and then uh, it's Eddie Rios and Jay Cruz. Okay, well, I don't want to talk a whole lot about one of those guys because he's a abuser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember that we finished our match, and then we get right into the back, and then immediately have to uh, start putting together this match. Um, yeah, and we run through it once, mm-hmm. and then to call it back for like the first time, make sure we all are on the same page here. Yeah. And right as we start to call it back, one of the guest producers or backstage help or just comes running back because this is outside. The locker room was a where you could go outside. Yeah, it was it was an upstairs or an outside, and we went outside because no one could hear us. And I remember it was fucking hot in that building. Or it might have just been me. Yeah, it might have just been you, buddy. Anyway, uh, right as we start calling this thing back the first time, the backstage help runs out and goes, Hey, where are you guys? Your music's hitting. We're like, what? He's like, here, I've been playing about 20 seconds. And we just have to run out there to the ring. And yep. we pretty much... I remember just looking at uh, Lindsay and being like, I got it. Do you got it? And he was like, yep. I lied. I didn't have it at all. 
I did. I, I, uh, that was my one claim to fame as far as the wrestling bell to bell is my memory was very good. I usually had the match after calling it one time. I mean, it's gone now, but yeah, back then it was nice. Um, I had it all except he had a weird way of getting into a Hurricane Rana. And so that looked a little wonky, I remember. But I remember the rest of the match going off fine. And we just, you know, we were just a couple of guys out there feeling it. You know, just a couple of grapplers out there. Grapples. So. Yeah, I remember it being good. Yeah. Uh, and then for the first time ever, somebody actually has enough faith in us and we win. We win the <laughs> inaugural fucking uh, six-man trios tournament. Yeah. Yeah, we get the win there. I think we don't we do another one with these guys, or do we not? Mm, I think we wrestle Gary and I wrestle them in a tag match on a show you don't go to. Yeah, I don't even know. This might have been my swan song at FIP. I can't really remember ever going back after this. No, that's because you're an asshole. I don't remember. I mean, if it's 2015, 16, I canceled a lot of bookings during those years. So there's a good chance. I yep. There. Um, and if you're wondering, the uh, the name of this show, because I didn't mention it earlier, is called Fallout. Um, so there you go. You can find it. Uh, it is, I think it's just straight six-man matches. Um, I, I don't... Uh, I don't feel like there was a break because, again, once we finish our second round match, we go right into the finals. So, good job, Trevin. Way to give us a buffer, you asshole. Um, and uh, looking at cage match, people give us credit for being pretty cool. And that's nice. That's neat. Um, so, cool. Any initial thoughts about this? No, nah, I mean, I, I guess, like you said, uh, uh, it was nice to, uh, you know, have they have a place put faith in us to win the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was that was a neat deal. It was the first one they ever did. We got to be the winners of it. Um, and I felt, I remember all three matches being good. Yeah. And I remember all three matches being different, which is important to me, too. Right. Yeah, I remember first one was a little bit more of a brawl. Second one was some like, fair amount of comedy. And then this one was just a, you know, wrestling match with spots at the end. Like, it got, we did some falsies, stuff like that. Yeah. A little bit of lucha, if you will. A little lucha. I just don't remember anybody's names. Like, I don't care for Lince Dorado. I don't care for one half of that tag team. Yeah. It kind of sucks, like, to see how that, like, shook out, but... Well, it's all right, because it gets worse for Gary and I next year when we do the trios tournament without you. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Fuck, man. <laughs> uh, we might as well tell them, hey, we're not going to talk about that trios tournament, so... Yeah, so, so next year, uh, it's a two-night tournament, which... Thank God, right? Um, yeah. The first round is us versus, uh, I think, Chip, Murder, and Jimmy? Rave? Um, yeah. And then it's uh, uh, Austin replaces you, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, night two, we go on to wrestle uh, Sonny Kiss, who is a personal favorite of mine, even though you hate him. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, oh, uh, I had to pull it up because I don't remember the third guy's name. Alex Mason, who was really cool. I just don't remember a lot about him. And then, uh, ah, then this guy, uh, Rude Boy Riley, and uh, known pedophile, uh, not known at the time then, because things would have gone a little bit differently uh, had I known that. Um, and funny side story. Didn't you try and sign him to NWL? Well, not you specifically, but didn't he? Wasn't he one of the names on the list to be signed to a full-time contract? Well, not he wasn't on a list to be signed to a full-time contract. He was going to be signed to a full-time contract. 
but ended up uh, saying something come up or something, he couldn't do it, and he ends up getting arrested. Uh, I had never had any negotiations with him. I, I don't even think I was hired yet when that happened. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he was talked to, like, on the initial people that were signed, like when I think, like, Dak and Kevin and them were signed. He was talked to during that time. Yeah, so fun, fun slash not fun side story. But uh, there we go. That's uh, that's our FIP Fallout uh, Trios tournaments. I don't think they've done one since 2005. Let me see. Fallout. No. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that was the that. last one. They don't do as many shows as they used to, I don't think. True. True. Very true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they've done another trios. Um, but if they do, let me know, uh, Trevin. Uh, so I'm getting back in the game, brother. Back in it. Me and Gary. Yeah, we, we'll get Austin out of retirement. Oh, you? They you? Could, they could dust off me, you, and Gary. Let's have Gary do all the work. Yep. Oh, man. God. No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I just wish that we were became big enough names that we're like in five years we could take bookings again but go around the circuit and look like shit. Aw. Don't you don't you attack demolition, you bastard. <laughs> I love demolition. Got him. Is that matched anywhere by the way? Side note? I don't think so. You need to hit Chris up. Fuck Chris. It's fine, he doesn't listen to this anyway. Anyway, alright, thanks guys. Uh that was a mid thing we talked about. Um so you uh, because I accidentally deleted the food for thought uh, you'll probably hear a different intro coming into the third path of this podcast, but uh, we'll probably cover the food for thought again later. We're just pretty hot about the Chuck Mambo stuff, so we wanted something fun to talk about to take our minds off it. So, neat. See you guys. Okay, that's saved. And, uh, yeah, we want to apologize that this might be a little bit shorter than normal or might not seem as focused as normal because, like I said at the beginning, we've got... Uh, a lot of things on the horizon. Uh, we've got our eyes on a lot of different things, and honestly, you know, we're gonna be really excited for it. And I think you're gonna be really excited for what what comes. Yeah, so this one's gonna be a little shorter, um, but we have a couple different things to run through here. Uh, first off, uh, if you haven't, if you want to sign up for our Patreon can at patreon.com slash anarchy stl tiers starting as low as two dollars really but you start getting content at the five dollar level um if you are a member of patreon next week for the big podcast the big announcement we will be putting something on patreon that goes with this big announcement that's coming but if you are a patreon subscriber Listen to the public podcast first, uh, or else you're going to end up spoiling yourself on the announcement. But uh, so hopefully most of our Patreon subscribers listen to this podcast too. If you are, listen to the public one first when it comes out next week. And if you are a patriot, and if you aren't a patriot, now is the perfect time because what we do at the $5 level is we give you a show review from a past anarchy. And now is the time you can literally watch along with us uh, the shows that we're on. They're all on independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code STLANARCHY and you get 20 days free. Um, so you can watch along these shows we're going to be talking about. And even though Matt didn't watch Victory, we're going to make sure we watch the next fucking show, aren't we? Yeah, the next one's, uh, so isn't the next one the debut of Spal at Spalding? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that one. No, um, no, no. So yeah, you can watch along with us, um, but again, listen to the public podcast first next week. Um, Circus Maximus coming up this Friday. GA tickets remain at cm19.bpt.me. I fucked that up on the news shoot today. Oh yeah? I went to give the link. Fucked it up. I went cm. So I fucked it all. I, almost, I fucked up the spelling of my name. Jesus, dude. Come on, man. Well, I was thrown off at first because I didn't even know the interview had started. She tried to work me is what happened. 
Oh, yeah, she gets you some big nasty hooks, lefts and rights. But we, we, we got there. It was all right. But, uh, out there feeling it, huh? Okay. But, uh, you know, we, uh, right as we're talking right now, we're 15 tickets away from my super-duper walk-in goal that I didn't think we would hit. So that would be neat to hit that by Friday. But, okay. Uh, well, this is going to go yeah. out Wednesday, so they're not going to have a lot of time. But, yeah, all right. Well, it goes up Tuesday at midnight, so. Fine. We'll see how it happens. Mm-hmm. But other than that, Battle of Spalding tickets are on sale also. Uh, Battle of Spalding dot BPT dot You didn't do BLS.BPT dot DDD dot L whatever? <laughs> I think we got two front row left for that one. That's it. Okay. I uh, got plenty of GA. Return of Nick Gage. Debut of Chris Dickinson. That'll, That'll be cool. Be good. I'm real excited for for Dickinson and Gage versus Parnell. Who's Dickinson going to beat the shit out of? I don't care about that person. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back before you know it. So we, even though we have the big podcast announcement, for next week, we will be back on Saturday with the Circus Maximus review. God, I hope. I'm literally in and out for a day. I'm in Friday, out Saturday, as fast right. as possible. I think we figured it out, though, where you'll be able to swing by. We'll, uh, we'll record in the car on the drive home, yeah. Ooh, uh, that we, should, we, we should, depends on how tired I'll be. Yeah, well, suck it up, I'm Buttercup. Better. I got the shooter on Saturday. I'm going to record the podcast first. Okay. Well, aren't you a fucking saint? Ugh. Sign up at Patreon.com <laughs> just so I can quit this motherfucking job. No, don't, don't sign up for that reason. Just sign up. Make him keep the shoot job. It's good for him. Keeps him exercising. Walks ten miles. He's an Amazon warehouse worker. He walks twenty miles a day. I was telling people the new shoot. I'll be dead in six years. So. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I always figured I'd die before you. Quite frankly, that's not gonna happen. I, I feel. I feel me running my mouth off in a situation that doesn't require me to run my mouth off will ultimately be what cost <laughs> me my life at some point. I expect Fidget to probably be the one to kill me. You come across the American Dragon and throw another dodgeball at him, that might be it. Listen, let me tell you something. If I come across the American Dragon, I'm throwing a fucking hook at him. Fuck him. I'll fight the American Dragon any day. Um, You watched pay-per-view? No, I haven't. No, I... uh... Really really good. I liked it. Alright. Okay, cool. Don't spoil anything for me. Hogan, come back. The Hulkster there? No, I'll be back a week from tomorrow, though, for the robbery. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was just joking, but sure, why not, man? Jesus. These colors don't run. Unless, uh... The red and the yellow? Yeah. <laughs> unless, uh, I accidentally... Not accidentally, unless I say the N-word. Then they'll run away for a couple years. Then I might sprinkle back a time or two. <laughs> He'll peek his head back in yeah. to see if it's okay. Yeah, those red and yellow will peek in. They'll peek through the curtain. Hey, brothers, get the fuck back out. Oh, I'll give you another year. He was at Mania, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Huh? He was at Mania, wasn't he? Uh, no, wasn't he like at some Australia show, right? Or something like that? Maybe. I just remember seeing the clip of him pretend, like intentionally doing the Silverdome thing again. Where it was like, oh, it's not the Silverdome? I knew that the whole time, brother. I'm so coked up right now. I don't know where I am, though. Like, oh my god. So, no, but I do want to. I, a lot of the matches look really good. I obviously want to see Cesaro versus Aleister Black. Oh Jesus, it's a fantastic match. Nothing about that surprises me. Despite what I might say, like right now, WWE's never had a deeper roster of fucking talent in their whole existence. Fight me about oh, that. I agree. Fucking fight I agree me about that. that. Not you, anybody. Ooh, I think the Attitude Era. Shut the fuck up. Attitude Era. You go back and watch the Attitude Era? Nah, not good. There's like three good storylines going on that whole year, that whole time. Can't. Attitude Era, Smattitude Era. Yeah. 
the, probably one of the best times they had was uh, Paul Heyman's uh, SmackDown. I would give that like a good period of WWE. The, regardless, people don't people don't tune into here us talk about WWE. No, we have went way off yeah. track here. So just to close this out, cm19.bpt.me, GA tickets. We return this Friday in Alton, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Going to be a fun night. Circus Maximus, our one-year anniversary of the return of Anarchy. Yep. And we will be back soon. Yep. And please be on the lookout for our new podcast, Two Raw Dudes. Where you and I will review each and every raw that happens. What? Oh, did uh? That, those will be quicker than some of those show reviews because <laughs> I do not watch weekly. You will be. You fucking will be. Uh, <laughs> two raw dudes. Chat me up about that podcast, Battle Cat. Not happening. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. Fuck. Well, we got a podcast coming up with. Uh, the Z-Man, Tom Zink. We're uh, we're gonna get in on that. Uh, gonna get on the ground floor of that uh, old WCW retirees podcast. Tell some Tom great Zink stories. Is dead. Oh my God, who the fuck have I been talking to this whole time? Find out next week. <laughs> oh man. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, again, sorry this one's shorter than normal and uh, maybe a little bit all over the place because I, I I'm fairly certain you don't give a shit that. To hear that I'm excited to watch Cesaro vs. Aleister Black. Um, but yeah, some pretty cool news coming out next week. And we'll see you guys then. Right? We'll see you Friday. Well, we'll see you Friday at Circus Maximus. And then we'll you'll hear us. Shut the fuck I hate you. God damn it. Ruin everything. <laughs>